0: Welcome to the That's A Good Point podcast, our mission to make good points while ranking a list for you. In the end, you may not agree, but hopefully you hear quite a few good points made about why we rank our lists the way we do. We will use our valuable tried and true method of our ranking matrix or prioritizing grid, while along the way sharing our good points and in the end, sharing our final rankings. As always, we ask for ideas on what we should do, whether that be a list to rank, ways to improve, what guest hosts to have on. Get a hold of us via Twitter at that's a good point one. Point! No T at the end of point and the number one at that's a good point one. Today we are going to be ranking the best college basketball color commentators since it is March Madness. We very wanna, timely topic. Yeah, we want to celebrate the March Madness here. I, I was trying to find the origin of color commentator and it's a very American thing. Other countries, they're called the summarizer. The analyst. We we say the analyst here. I too, use sometimes. the term
1: analyst, I yeah. think, quite a bit.
0: Uh, I found this though. The term color refers to levity and insight provided by a secondary announcer. It makes sense. Who works alongside the play by play broadcaster. It makes sense. Yeah. And we did play by
1: play broadcasters in season right. one?
0: Yeah.
1: way right. back Maybe in season one? Was it wasn't
0: one or two? It might oh, have been way two. Back. I think it was season two. Uh, it was a while ago. It's been a while. It's been a
2: season. Anderson and I were talking about this today before, you know, just like I feel like these sports ones are kind of the origin of this show. like yeah, Absolutely. how we wanted it to be. But yeah. I know that this is going to be a little bit narrow and specific for some. Whereas a, the, our broader audience is going to enjoy food, music, movies. Whereas we like to talk to sports.
0: If you look at the our most listened to podcasts, a lot of times they are sports themes. Though. Oh, really? They are. Oh. Yeah.
2: Little known fact.
0: Little known fact. Um, usually... Almost always. I, can you think of an example where the color commentator isn't a former coach or player? Hmm. I mean, I think it almost always is a Not Off the top of my head, no. Yeah, yeah it takes some takes some thinking. Yeah, and we're looking at ones that just did co- that are you'd remember them for doing college basketball. They're impactful. We enjoyed them. Because um, it's March Madness. Yeah. How are you guys gonna? What, what's going to be your main criteria when you rank ranking these guys? Would you think like? just gut feeling do memorable moments
2: um, yeah combination of those and many other things I, entertainment level sure. I just think like you know um, quotableness like just like being able to look back and be like oh remember that one time when so-and-so said this yeah, or yeah. when this happened and and that sort of deal is gonna
1: be my criteria personally
0: if you go quotableness there's some of these guys that have some pretty quotable yes quotes. for sure
1: I think mine's more just kind of their overall analysis, enough analysis to be where you're learning something but not as not so much that it's overwhelming.
0: Sure. That's kind of what I look at too. I mean, John you and I both coach basketball. Yeah, we try. We've tried. <laughs> uh, whether or not we were good at it is not the point. Just the fact we we have over 40 years of coaching experience combined between the two of us. Man, we're old. <laughs> Um, but, oh, some antiques. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean, you watch a game as a basketball coach, you do see things a little differently than just the fan on the street, and so it's nice to hear somebody elaborate on that kind of stuff. And yeah. Go, Oh, yeah, yeah, and you, you yeah. have a different way of thinking about it. But anyway, some of the people that we consider but didn't make the cut, and you guys speak up if you have any good story or comment about any of these guys, but Greg Anthony, Quinn Buckner, Len Elmore, Mike Gaminsky. You
1: know, I don't know if I could tell you a Mike Gaminsky game I've listened
0: to. Sure, I don't think he does it anymore. It's been a while. Maybe he still does. Um, I I don't remember either. Digger Phelps, he did retire a few years ago. Steve Smith, Chris Weber. You know, one who I really like, but I think he just started this year is uh, Jim Jackson.
1: Yeah, he's done some Big Ten Network games yeah. for a few years now, and, and I think he's pretty good.
0: He's really good, but I do think this is maybe only his first or second year doing the, this stuff. So he maybe he's going to have to work his way on. Yeah, the list. Greg maybe Anthony,
2: uh, Chris Weber, and Steve Smith are all on a lot of the modern NBA 2K games. Sure, as far as doing commentary uh, for recordings for those.
0: Nice. Um, a few that I think we should probably just discuss and mention because they made kind of the the final. But it ended, still end up getting cut. Or about Reggie Miller and Grant Hill. Those are two we talked about maybe putting on our, right. our list.
2: So neither of these guys do a whole lot of college commentary other than maybe when it comes to tournament time.
0: Right. And
2: I think mainly Reggie has done TNT stuff. And I think um, Grant Hill has done maybe more of the CBS.
0: Yeah, he's, he's done the last few championship games. Yeah,
2: so... Um, both, obviously, former players, former good players, you know, um, that have had uh, successful college and uh, NBA careers, both. Um, that, yeah, they uh, – I think Reggie started back in 05, and I think Grant Hill was a little more recent. More recent, yeah. In the past few years, maybe past five or six years, like 2015, I think is what I read. So, yeah, both good, just uh, not the final – Group, I guess, and,
0: and I think just the fact that they're more NBA guys kind of yes, squeeze, they are more squeeze them out because we're trying, sure. we are trying to focus on uh collegiate. collegiate. Uh, two that I really like one is Dan Bonner, um, and he he does Elite Eight games. He Is he like the number two or three guy down the list after Jim Nance and, and then maybe the next one? Um he played at University of Virginia in the 70s, and he actually coached women's basketball there for a couple seasons and then went right into broadcasting. He's been with CBS for over 20 years, but I I like the insight. He always brings up some things. But once again, I, I feel like it appeals to my coaching brain, and he says here's some some analysis that, hey, here's this tactic that worked. or They should try this. And you always got guys that say, hey, they should try this. And I feel like he's one of them that, you know, they actually try it the next time down, and right. it works. And it's like, oh, you were right. i They did it, and then it worked. Another it's one like I watched Tony I, Romo. It's like it is. It, I, yeah, I would compare that. Another one I really like is Jim Spenarkle. Um Jim Spinarkle as a player, he played at Duke. He was the first ever to score two thousand points at Duke. And I feel like they've had a couple of good basketball players. One or two. Every now and then, um, he played in the NBA for five season.
1: Never knew that.
0: He actually, I think he still does. Nets games maybe for the radio, but he does college basketball for CBS. I think one thing I, that I, I think probably the reason I like Jim Spanarkle so much is my favorite announcer, play-by-play announcer, is Ian Eagle, and a lot of times he, Ian Eagle, gets paired with Jim Spanarkle.
1: I remember the first time I saw them doing an NCA game, they said Ian Eagle and Jim Spanarkle, and I went, "Huh? <laughs> Who are these guys?" They're
2: good, though, but man. They're good.
1: That was in their younger days when they were just getting started. Yeah, they have some good chemistry They've for really sure. established themselves. I've enjoyed
2: listening to them for
0: sure. I, I could put either one of these guys on my list and maybe even vote for them over some of them on our list, but I think they just aren't as well-known. Like, I mean, you just said, huh? And we probably know who they are because we watch a lot of college basketball, but I think, too, a lot of college basketball fans, maybe. Yeah. Uh, John, what about... Uh, Stephen Bardo and John Crispin.
1: Yeah, I kind of picked a couple regional guys. These are Big Ten Network type people. Yeah. I think John Crispin has started to get a little bit of play on ESPN now here and there. Um, but they're both big ex-Big Ten players. Um, Stephen Bardo at Illinois, John Crispin at Penn State. And then he did finish his career at UCLA for okay. a season. Um, but they're kind of the Big Ten Network's two big um, analysts. And I think with both of them, they... They can get a little annoying sometimes, especially if you know they went to Penn State or Illinois and your team <laughs> is playing one of those two
0: teams. Hey, we got some guys we're going to rank that can get annoying, too. Yes, so. <laughs> for sure. Um,
1: but I think they both do a pretty good job and bring some excitement. I, I was a fan of the 1989 Illinois team, so I liked Stephen Bardo back then. Nice. And uh, they definitely bring some insight to things, and I think they're some of the the up-and-comers.
0: Sure. Another one that didn't make our list. Uh, John, I know you like him. I love this guy. Definitely could vote for him over a couple on our list. But just, he died a while ago. Al, Al Magu- About 20
1: years ago now. So
0: he's been gone for quite a while as Al McGuire. He was the coach at Marquette. He won the NCAA National Championship in 1977. In but, his last year of coaching. And then left and then eventually ended up in broadcasting. He did quite a few championship games. Um, but great personality, great personality. Great Holy insight. mackerel! I think yeah. was his uh, his call. Great insight, and I, I, he's one of my all time favorites. But I just feel, probably not real well known amongst the younger generation. Irv, do you know who Al McGuire is? Nope. And so that's <laughs> that's why I left him. I, I mean, remember him doing NCA games when I was growing up. Yep, yep. And he did them up until you know late '90s. Mm-hmm. He was still he was still doing it. Um, and then a couple that oh boy are well known, but uh, they annoy us to no end, so they didn't make it one of them. We probably should mention Billy Packer. Billy Packer played at Wake Forest.
1: There could be like some people that are really into college basketball broadcast that are gonna be angry that Billy Packer's not on the list because he was influential. Then,
0: then they obviously didn't listen to him because he was <laughs> terrible. He was terrible. Or, he was
2: terrible. You know they want to talk about they can get their, get their, own, their own podcast. Get their own
0: podcast. Billy Packer was a player. Um, he actually was one of the better players uh, on Wake Forest and helped lead them to the Final Four in 1962. Do you know who they lost to in the Final Four in 1962? Good trivia fact. Iowa State. Ohio State. Do you know who was a uh, backup guard on that Ohio State team? Bob Knight. Bobby Knight. And so Billy Packer (laughs) and Bobby Knight played against each other in the Final Four in 1962. Um, But you talk about people that say, hey, here's what they should do, and then it turns out, right, the Tony Romo... I just remember Billy Packer having the opposite effect, saying, here's what they should do. And you're like, no, they shouldn't. And they did the opposite, and it worked. And he just seemed like he was cranky. In and a bad always mood, wrong. In a bad mood. Always wrong. And yet, I think what happened, this is my theory, he called that uh, Indiana State-Michigan State game in 79. I think it was like, him and Al McGuire. Him and Al McGuire. one of them was a play-by-play yeah, It Yeah, it was Dick Enberg, and then and, then and then those, those two. two. And it was the most viewed basketball game still to this day all time yeah yeah and then you had in there you had the isaiah thomas 81 indiana you had michael jordan james worthy sam perkins 82 you had um the villanova upset in 85 the north carolina state in 83 i mean the kind of the heyday of college basketball in the tournament really taken off yep and billy packer was kind of the voice of that just because he was there not because he was good he was just the guy that was there and i think they kept him around for a long time because of that he actually did Every NCAA championship game from 1977 up until 2008. I remember being so excited when they got rid of him. Yes. Yeah. I I can't stand him. I don't think he was that good. But you can't give him credit. You can't talk about NCAA basketball without mentioning Billy Packer.
1: Pretty arrogant. Yes. But you can't say he didn't have a big impact on college basketball.
0: Correct. Another cut. uh, Dan Dockich, a player at Indiana, coached at Bowling Green for 10 seasons. Uh,
1: we can probably just carbon copy most of what we said about Billy Packer. Yeah. yep. I think he's like the new school Billy Packer.
0: Yeah. He he says, I think, a few more controversial things than what yeah. Billy Packer I'll said. I'll
2: say him. this. John Sneller is a huge fan. Dockage.
0: Yeah, John Sneller. Huge. If you guys know John Sneller, he loves Dan Dockett. Loves I think.
2: him. I think he probably wants to go tattoo. <laughs> he wants. <I> to, <laughs> he wants to be Dan
0: Dockich, I'm I pretty so. sure. I think yeah. So. I mean, if if there's ever a game on, he just hopes that that's who's announcing that. Game.
1: There, they are two guys that want to be that da- not Sneller, yeah. but dakich and Packer. They want to be the story rather than letting the game be the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Journalism's kind In of my t- opinion. Journalism's kind of turned to that. So Dan, days. if you're hearing this, <laughs> don't you think like instead of. Was it Roger Mudd? remember him? Mm-hmm. He said your job is to report on the parade, not be in the parade mm-hmm. or something. And I feel like that's what modern journalism has become. Yeah, I would agree. They want to be part of the story rather than just report on it. But There's your commentary. There's there's our soapbox for the day. Sweet. Did you want to offer any no. of your soapbox comments? Uh, no, I agreed. Okay. <laughs> so our list today in no particular order. Uh, number one is going to be Clark Kellogg. Number two, Bobby Knight. Number three, Fran Fashilla. Number four, Jay Billis. Number five, Bill Raftery. Number six, this one could ruffle some feathers. Bill Walton. And then number seven, uh, we had to put him on the list, Dick Vitale. So. Yeah, baby! Baby, Dick Vitale! <laughs> so, I will lead us off. Our first matchup is going to be Clark Kellogg versus Bobby Knight. Real quickly, Clark Kellogg was a star player at Ohio State. Drafted by the Pacers. His rookie year, he averaged 20 points and 10 boards. It looked like he was going to be kind of a all-time great uh, second to Terry Cummings for Rookie of the Year. He finished ahead of James Worthy. Had better oh. stats than him that, that freshman year. Um, but he really only played about three seasons. The three seasons he played, he averaged 19 points, 9.5 rebounds, but knee problems kind of forced him into retirement. So he moved into being a radio analyst for the Pacers and eventually moved to TV, he worked for Cleveland State. Did some Big East games on the new Big East network there in the 80s. And then he joined ESPN in 1989. Eventually he went to CBS. And you probably, if you pay attention to college basketball, you know who Clark Kellogg is. He was kind of their number one studio analyst starting in 97. Um, he was the one that took over for Billy Packer yeah. as the main analyst. So from 2009 to 2013, he was the number one color analyst. And then he's gone back to the studio right. now. But um, knows the game well. Bobby Knight, uh, obviously he's probably better known for his coaching career and controversial Thro- comments. Throwing chairs. Throwing chairs. Um, coached six-season Army, uh, where they were in the IT four of his five years. He coached Mike Krzyzewski as a player when he was there. Uh, he went to Indiana in 71-72. St- there for a long time. He was fired in 2000. He won three national championships. Took a year off and then coached at Texas Tech for six seasons. Just started the seventh season then handed off the coaching reins to his son, Pat and then right immediately, ESPN said, come work for us. So he worked there until 2015. Um, he did kind of start to get the lesser games in 2013, 2014 and kind of they, then they started to dwindle. And in 2015, they just didn't renew his country. Phased out. Phased out. Um, I vote first. I'm going to vote Clark Kellogg here. I think Bobby Knight was kind of, when he got there, his star burned bright, but it kind of burned out pretty quickly and it it was noticeable at the end. You ever hung out with an old guy who's got some cool stories, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah that's awesome." And then you hang out with him again, and after about the sixth or seventh time, he's telling the same stories, you're like, yeah, "I don't need to hear this anymore."
2: How <laughs> I feel about hanging out with you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just kidding.
0: No, you're not. No, I'm not. but Bobby, I think Bobby Knight kind of wore thin. It, it's like ESPN didn't realize that he was abrasive and and mean spirited. You think they would have figured that think out having think watched they him coach <laughs> for so many years? Yeah, and there were times when he looked disinterested and said mean things. And I think I hate to say this, but maybe his mind was slipping at the end. I mean, he was almost old enough to be president at that point. Sure, and then, <laughs> so you do have to be 73. <laughs> right, and he was right? like seventy-four, seventy-five when he when they let him go. So I'm going to take Clark Kellogg, John, over you.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Clark Kellogg as well. I just think he's a uh, Better overall analyst. I agree. Bob Knight's probably the bigger name. Clark Kellogg's better at the job of analyzing basketball. And,
0: and I do think Bobby Knight, and this is the reason he's on here, is for a few years he did a great job. I really liked like Like right out of the coaching Right out of the coaching gate. For four or five years there, he was really good.
1: Everyone should play man to man all the time.
2: Our first voter tonight is a sweep. Clark all right. Kellogg. Clark Kellogg.
0: Next up, John lead us off, this is Clark Kellogg versus Fran Frischella. Fran Fischella coached at Manhattan in the early 90s. He took them to two NCAA tournaments. Yep. That got him a job at St. John's. In his second season there at St. John's, he led them back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in quite a few years, um, but then got into some arguments with administration. They ended up firing him. I think he was trying to negotiate a contract with somewhere else, and they didn't agree with it. And there is some rumors that maybe he was verbally abusive to players. So he took a year off, came back, and was the coach at New Mexico for three years where – they did go to three straight NIT appearances, but I think they had higher expectations, and he did have a lot of players transfer out. So um, he resigned, but his overall coaching record was 176 and 99. I looked that up. That's a pretty good winning percentage. Sure, short, me. Shortly after that, he joined ESPN The like 2003. He's been there ever since, kind of a natural teacher. Good follow on yeah. Twitter, by the way. I, I love the way he breaks down why teams are effective. But John Clark Kellogg and Fran Fischella. Um. Fran Faschilla also seems to have a
1: lot of knowledge about foreign players. Oh, he does? Like He seems to be really knowledgeable about European up-and-coming Did, players. And don't they bring that, him in for the draft? To, I think so. Yes, yeah. they do. And, and he's a big-time Big 12 guy, too. Yes, he is. Like He's one of the Big 12 ESPN dudes. Um, I like him because he's an ex-coach, but he also doesn't seem to overanalyze things too much. Like he makes it, he gives you a little bit extra. So you know, if you are like a coach, you get a little bit of that side of things. But I think it's simple enough that just someone sitting down to watch a basketball game is going to follow what he's trying to say and not get lost. So Clark Kellogg, I see as being better in the studio Studio. than in the analyst seat. So I'm going to go with maybe a mild upset and go for Infashila. So these guys are very close to me,
2: and I actually, I you know, you made the point about the studio. Um, you know, I wonder what Clark would sound like again, back in the you know doing the color commentary stuff. Um, I'm more familiar with Clark. Um, I think he's a little funnier. He's got some good insight. Fran, you know, he's more like the game plan. Um, you know, kind of, he's got those recruiting t- trends to him that he yeah. talks about. That um, and, but you do feel smarter when you listen to Fran, to, uh, Fran talk about things. I can honestly probably flip a coin on these two. I like both of them a lot. Um, I'm not going to do a Dion just to create a tie, though. Oh, but
1: you should.
0: I know I should. But Why is that I... called doing a Dion?
2: Because huh. it's what
0: you do to <laughs> tie. I'm actually the shoe fits. I
2: had a... If I'm going off of what I had actually written down, but I listened to John. He made some good points, and I'm thinking about That's this some point. more. I'm gonna go Fram.
0: I'm gonna make it a sweep. I, I think Fran show does a great job. And John, something you said—he—he he offers up enough analysis that you realize, oh, oh yeah, but it isn't isn't over-complicating things. Right. And I said he's a good follow on follow on Twitter. If you are a basketball coach, he will break it down a little more, and then you follow the links, and he shows you, I mean, he'll he'll play it and show where the screens are and why a certain play works. And I just think his an, uh, cool. analysis is in depth. And I'm a little surprised, Irv, that you don't know who he is because he does a ton of Iowa State games.
2: No, I. I didn't say I don't know who he is. I said I'm not no, was, as familiar okay. with okay. him. Okay, okay. I'm that's, not. I didn't say I don't know. I misinterpreted. Clark again. He was. He's another one of those that does those NBA 2K games. Okay. And shows my age a little bit playing those video games. Like that's <laughs> where I know Clark Kellogg from before, and I really enjoy his his commentary. I do a lot because I think he's funny. He offers some levity to it, and he. he but yet, you know, he knows his stuff. Yeah. squeeze the orange. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I liked Clark Kellogg on the sideline, but I do think he's probably well, maybe a studio guy. studio guy. yeah. So next up, Clark Kellogg is going to take on Jay Billis. Jay Billis played at Duke from 86 to 89. He went and played overseas for a few seasons. He was drafted by the Mavericks, but never made it in the NBA. Um, he then served as an assistant coach to Coach Krzyzewski from 89 to 92 while getting his law degree. So he's an assistant coach getting his law degree. And by the way... All three seasons, he was a coach at Duke. Duke played in the national championship game. Huh. Um, shortly after that, he took over as the radio analyst for Duke games, and then joined ESPN in '95. He's been there ever since. He did do some tournament games uh, with Dick Enberg for CBS from 05 till about 2010. I think that's about when we have the current setup where they have TBS and TNT, and so then he quit doing games then. But, uh, Irv?
2: Yeah. So here's what I'll say this. You know, again, I said about Clark Kellogg. He's insightful. He's funny. Um, associated a little more with the NBA side of things with Billis, like he's got that pre-game strategy. He's got the in game strategy. He's he's you know he can make things understandable for the casual fan. But what I like about him most is he's not afraid to criticize.
0: Absolutely, he Don't criticizes
2: coaches, players, officials. He just calls it like he sees it, and I really really enjoy that. I really enjoy how direct he is. Do you think so, that's the
0: lawyer in him a little bit? Probably. I think it
2: is, and I I think that's what I like about him. So I'm to
0: go with Billis on this one. I'm going to follow suit and vote for Jay Billis. Yeah, I've got some Billis
1: points. I'll see if I need them later. Okay. So um, it's a little closer for me because sometimes the harshness of Jay Billis turns me off. Sure. Okay. Like when he complains about charge calls. Every time I watch a game, the entire every
0: time there's a charge call,
1: they shouldn't have that many charge calls. They should be more blocks. Yeah, I which I might agree with it, right? But I don't need to hear it every time. I
0: don't think he's ever thought there should be a charge. No, has he never, <laughs> never. If you um, had all five guys stand in the lane and someone just came in and dropped kicked all five of them, that should have been a defensive foul. But,
1: sure, but I'm gonna stick with him for this one.
0: All sure. right, Jay Billis takes the victory. I'm gonna lead us off. This one's gonna be Clark Kellogg versus Bill Raftery. Bill Raftery is currently the number one color commentator with Grant Hill for CBS and their tournament play. He actually played at LaSalle. Immediately after graduating, he became the coach at Fairleigh Dickinson. He was there for five seasons. Uh, He was a golf coach while he was there, which is why he actually does some golf commentary for CBS every now and then. Took the job at Seton Hall. He coached there for 11 seasons, leaving in 81. He was there when the Big East formed. And so... The Requiem for a Dream. Remember we one of Requiem our Requiem for the Big East. Requiem for the Big East. That was our uh, first ever episode. I uh, think so. Bill oh, Raftery is a, way back. Bill Raftery is an integral part of that Big East thing. He was a respectable coach. I think over five hundred, won over two hundred games, two seventeen and one eighty eight. I got it written down. Went to a couple of NITS, but he joined ESPN after leaving there. They were a young network. He's been in. He was the Nets lead analyst for about twenty years. Uh, he's been doing games forever. He's got two Emmy Awards. Only one other person on our list has a best Emmy Emmy Award. so Got a lot of classic sayings, too. But uh, We can get into those later. We can get into those later, but I'm going to have to go. This is Clark Kellogg versus Bill Raftery, and I will vote for Bill Raftery. Um, I'm going Bill Raftery as well. Sweep it. Sweep it. Next up, we have Clark Kellogg is going to take on Bill Walton. Bill Walton played at UCLA. under. Was he he okay? He was all right. Uh, (laughs) His coach was okay, too. This guy named John Wooden.
1: Wooden? Wooden. Wooden.
0: Uh, While he was there, they won two titles. They had an 88-game winning streak. I think that's good. Um, (laughs) He was drafted first by the Blazers, uh, who he led to an NBA title in 1977. He was the league MVP in the NBA in 78. And then right that season after, he had to take the season off because he started having foot problems. And it just never got any better. He had foot problems. But... He did play in all our parts of 10 NBA seasons. He did win another title with the 86 Celtics, which Mm. may be the best NBA team of all time. Jabbar, Jabbar. If you don't know what Irv was talking about,
1: (laughs) just watch the, what's it called? Uh, Best of Enemies. Best of Enemies, Lakers Lakers versus Celtics,
0: 3-part, 30-for-30. There is a great Bill Walton
1: scene in there. There's a lot of great
0: Bill Walton scenes (laughs) in there.
2: I'm hiking, I'm (laughs) biking. Jabbar. Bill
0: Walton, and you You guys probably know this, but he had to overcome a stuttering problem. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
0: Um, He started announcing some NCAA games in 1990 for CBS and then moved in doing some NBA games. He's actually been the color analyst for five NBA finals as a color commentator with both NBC and then when it later moved to ABC and ESPN, he was a finals uh, analyst. Um, He left ESPN in 2009 because he switched over to ESPN-ABC when the NBA switched. sure. And then he had back surgery, and it kind of looked like he was done, but then he started doing some Sacramento King games part-time, and ESPN brought him back when they launched their Pac-12 network, the Conference of Champions. Um, <laughs> I
1: was wondering how long it was going to be. <laughs> he, uh,
0: he is the other one that's won an Emmy, by the way. I believe that. Uh, for the Best Live Sportscaster, and so he's our other Emmy Award winner, along with Bill Raftery. The two Bills. The two Bills. Um,
2: Not to be confused with the other. Is that a 30 for 30?
0: The two bills, yeah, two that's bills. Yeah. Belichick and Parcells. Yeah, it's, it's not either. Rafferty and no, Walton. no, no. It's so <laughs> I think John, don't you lead us? Yeah, I am Clark Kellogg, Clark Kellogg versus Bill, Bill Walton.
1: Walton. Um, the thing about Bill Walton, I did not care for Bill Walton very much until I realized what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: practiced that play.
1: He. Bill Walton does not necessarily mean every little thing that he says, but he loves to get a rise out of people. Yes. And he has such good back and forth with his play-by-play guys, usually it's Dave Pash or yeah. Jason Bonetti, I think. Yeah,
0: he did a White Sox game with Jason Benetti. Yeah,
1: and, and those two guys, I think Walton must have said, hey, here's what you need to do, and just let me have it so I can react to it. And they do, and they don't let up, and Bill Walton lets them have it, and they go back and forth, and... I'd consider them to be his sidekicks. Um, because of that, I know Bill Walton makes a lot of people cringe. He and, does. Like, my dad hates listening to Bill Walton. Yeah. But I'm going Bill Walton. Sure. Um, so,
2: I already switched up my order with the Fran and, and Kellogg thing earlier. I'm going to stick with Clark Kellogg on this one.
1: I thought you were just going to blow it all up. No,
2: off. I, I, I think for me... Going back to even when Clark Kellogg was doing the sideline stuff, I just, I think, as much as I love Bill Walton, because he makes me laugh, he's off the wall, he's a smart aleck, and he rambles, and I think he just might be high. goes as far as he can just to see how far they'll let him go. Yeah. And I appreciate all of that. I I sincerely do. But I think about the category being what who's a better color commentary person. I still, for me, think Clark Kellogg is.
1: Did you guys watch any of the um, Maui Invitational in Asheville, North Carolina, back when the season
0: started this year? The Maui Invitational in Asheville, North Carolina? Yeah, it in, was the Maui Invitational. Yeah. In,
1: in, in North Carolina. It was when I was home with the vid, so okay. I had time. Sure. Um, and they were on during the day, and it was Benetti and Walton, and they couldn't be in Asheville. Right, so they nice home. From their houses. Yep. And he had set up, like, tents in his backyard, okay. and he's wearing Hula... Uh, you know, Hawaiian shirts yeah. and yeah. grass skirts and going all out. Sure. Um, it was it was hilarious. Anyway, yeah. sorry.
0: No, I, I love Bill Walton and I'm John made great points. I remember him driving me crazy as an NBA announcer. Yep. And just some of the things he's saying, and it took me a while to catch on that, that he didn't mean what he was saying. He was trying to get a rise. Um, it might have been the Maui Invitational because it was early in the season and Bill Walton was doing a, a game. And a player did like a step back three and he shot an 18 footer from 23 feet away from the basket it just, and, and Bill Wall's like, Oh, he just missed. <laughs> and I, it was awesome. I, I loved it. And so I, I, I appreciate it, but I do know that there are a lot of people that it drives crazy and they don't think he should be doing those games. Um, and so Irvy made a lot of good points as a color analyst. I think Bill Walton doesn't get enough credit for how well he yes. breaks down a game because he knows the game really well. Yeah. And he does say a lot of insightful things, but I think it gets covered up a yep. lot by some of the smart alecky off the wall stuff that he says and does. Whereas Clark Kellogg is he's entertaining, he's a funny guy, but he's still a good analyst, and so I'm gonna vote Clark Kellogg and give him the the victory here. But this honestly could be a coin flip and Yep. I know you guys call this doing a Dion or whatever, but if you know, I might have created a tie here with both of these guys if it had. Sure. I'd have been the second guy to go, <laughs> just to see what happens. I think we're just going call it that from now on. Not sure. Sure. Tie, we should
2: just going start calling it. Yeah. a
0: Dion. All right, our last matchup here for Clark Kellogg, he's going to take on Dick Vitale, Dickie V. Dick Vitale was the coach at the University of Detroit from '73 to '77 in four seasons. He has a very impressive college basketball record, by the way. He took Detroit to the NCAAs in 77. They made the Sweet 16. Um, That year is when Marquette won the title with Al McGuire. We mentioned that earlier. During the regular season, Detroit beat Marquette. Actually, they beat the eventual national champions, but lost in the Sweet 16. Uh, He parlayed this into the AD job at Detroit. So he was the AD for a year, but then I don't think he liked it. He went and coached the Pistons. They were bad when he was their coach. Yeah, they were bad. And so about 12 games into his second season, he was fired.
1: Did they hire Chuck Daly right after him? I don't know. It had you know, to have been know. pretty close. It was close. pretty close. If it I wasn't don't know. that year, maybe they got someone for the interim right. and then hired Chuck later.
0: Yeah, but in 79, like almost immediately he had a friend that worked for ESPN, which in 79 ESPN couldn't have been around very long. And they pretty offered good. him a job. He didn't really want to do it, but he took it. Um, he announced the first ever college basketball game on ESPN, DePaul over Wisconsin. Um, I said only two guys have won Emmys with Bill Walton and Bill Raftery. That was for, like, the Dick Vitale was given a Lifetime Achievement Emmy. So it wasn't, like, for that specific year or performance or anything. So three guys have an Emmy. He won a Lifetime Achievement in 2019. But Dickie V. He's
1: he's, diaper
0: dandy. He's got a lot of sayings as well. P.T. Peer. Irv, I think you lead us off here. It's Clark Kellogg and Dick Vitale. So here's
2: what I'm going to say. I love Dickie V in that, like, I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch the Survive in Advance, he's the one that convinced Jim Valvano to show up for his famous speech. Yep. yep. Love, him and Jimmy v were love that about Dickie V, and that may be not where my love stops from, because I do like him, but he's not going to get a, love, a lot of love from me today. I think he's the life of the party. I think he loves the game, and I, I love that about him. That being said, I don't think he breaks down a game or analyzes it, like, in a You know, what a former coach or player does a lot anymore. Maybe he used to, but from what I'm used to with him, it's just like he just kind of says things. Did you see that, baby? Yeah. So for me, it's Clark. PTP, it's Kellogg, man, all day.
0: I will also vote Clark Kellogg, and I I admire his passion for the game. Yes, agreed. And, you know, in the 80s and basketball was in its heyday, there wasn't a better salesman for college basketball and how exciting it was and for players and getting you riled up to watch a game. But uh, you made a great point. As he breaks down a game, I don't know that he breaks it down that much. And, and he, Not he, anymore. And, and, you know, if we'd have done this 10 years ago, I still had enough appreciation for it, and I think he was still sharp enough that I would have maybe I voted, probably, voted for him over a few people. But he's going to have a tough time beating yeah. people for me today. But we had to include him on the list. Absolutely. I mean, I, he's influential. So.
1: Yeah, and I think... I I thought he was pretty good in the 90s. Yeah. Like, he was a good analyst, and he was the number one guy in college basketball. Oh, for sure. Um, But since we're looking at this today, I have to agree with what you guys said, Um, because it's more for him now about the catchphrases and telling stories. Right. And on a noble level, it's also about raising money for cancer research. Yeah. Which, um, I, you know, which I admire is fine. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, but it's more about the storytelling for him now than it is the basketball game, I think. Yep. Um, so I'm going to go Clark Kellogg, too.
0: That'll be a sweet. All right. So you've heard about all seven of these guys, kind of got their background. We can probably get through this. Keep her moving. Keep, yep. her moving. Keep her moving. I'm going to go first. It's going to be Bobby Knight versus Fran Faschilla. Uh, once again, I think the Bobby Knight train that was a star that burned hot for a while but burned out pretty quick, the act wore thin, whereas Fran Fraschella is still doing it after a long time, and I'm going to give the victory here to Fran Fraschella for me.
1: Fraschella and Knight, I like Fraschella.
0: Yep, sweep it. All right, Johnny Lewis off. Next up is Bobby Knight and Jay Billis. Um, There are things about both of them that
1: drive me nuts sometimes but I think the overall pleasure that I get of listening to a game is enhanced by Billis more, so I'm going to go Billis.
2: I think they're both good with the fundamentals and game trends and can probably point out something to the casual listener um, to show some things, but yeah, Billis I think just overall is better.
0: I think Billis is also funny.
2: I I like him. Yeah, he's got
0: some dry humor. uh, So that'll be a sweet for Jay Billis, right? Yep. Yeah. Irv, you're going to lead us off here? This is Bobby Knight versus Bill Raftery.
2: Oh. Onions. Yeah, i got to go, you know. Onions. Onions.
0: (laughs) Bill. All right. I, too, will vote for Bill. Bill Raftery. You bet. Uh, This is me now, right? Yep. Next up is going to be Bobby Knight and Bill Walton. Um, And we had a good conversation here about Bill Walton. I, I do think he offers basketball analysis. Yep. But you kind of got to wade through what he's saying to get to it. You know what I mean? And because I don't mind people being smart-alecky, sometimes I'm even that way myself, uh, I'm going to go with Bill Walton here. All right. This one's getting in there a little tougher.
1: Um, I'll be honest. I remember listening to Bobby Knight as a analyst, but he doesn't really stick out in my mind
0: i think he was just such a good coach it's hard to remember yeah i think other... of
1: him in the red sweater yeah um you know kind of riding up over his gut a little bit um in indiana basketball and then eventually texas tech with the uh, o'reilly auto parts patch on his <laughs> sweater <laughs> um but i think i i like listening to bill walton so i'm going to go with bill sweet making
0: it sweet all right next up we have bobby knight and dick vital
1: or, as Dick Vital would call him, the general Robert Montgomery Knight. That's right. With those two, I am going to revert back to a, a tiebreaker I'm going to use is that I really did like Dick Vital in the younger days, and I thought he was really good. Um, so I'm going to go with Dickie V for this one.
2: Yeah, bottom pair for me on, on this night. I love both these guys in their own way, but... Um... You know, maybe, for me, I think Bobby Knight could have used a little more of the fire he had as coaching. it just feel like he was... Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy listening back on some of his, so... Okay.
0: I gotta go uh, Um, I'm gonna go with Dickie V as well. I'm, I'm with you. This is probably my bottom pair, but... Um... I like
2: Bobby Knight, though I yeah. love him as coach.
0: And, and I think it's a good point that you think of him probably more as a coach. And while he, like I said, he did a really good job for about a three-year span, yep. and then it kind of the act, he did make the list after all. The, yeah, you? the act wore thin, and so you know he, he's our lucky charms. Probably he the made day, the it list. Like. all right, next up, we're going to have some matchups for Fran Fischella. So it's going to be Fran Fischella and Jay Billis.
2: Oh man, oh this is tough. Because Fran jumped up a spot for me because um, I do think, again, I, I think when you listen to him, you get smarter. Uh, not to keep rambling on because I don't want to keep her moving here. Oh. We, we
1: all need to get smarter each and every day so we <laughs> how much Fran as we can get.
2: I'm still going to go Billis, though. Sure. I, I I just I, I enjoy Jay Billis.
0: Um, I'm not going to pull the on here. Um, I could go either way here, but I'm going to make a choice. I will say, I'm going to take Jay Billis. I just, he offers analysis. He breaks down the game just as well as Fran Fashilla does. And I think the part I like about Fran is how he sees the game, how he kind of knows what's coming, how he knows what they're doing. He also does a lot of talking with players and coaches beforehand. So he does have an idea of what they're thinking. But Jay Billis does the same thing. And I just find Jay Billis to be a little more enjoyable. So, Oh, boy. So that's two votes for j that's right? Right. Okay, so, two votes for j
1: Yeah, no. You
0: don't have to break any tie here. Thank
1: goodness, because that was going to be difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are
2: you going to give him the sweep, or are you going to go the other way? Yeah,
1: I, I know I have to make a decision either way. Um, I think I'm going to go, for the sake of argument, with Freshilla. Yeah. I just like the fact that he keeps it a little bit simpler while still giving you some coaching insight Sure. Jay Billis, over the, it, it hasn't been forever. It's been maybe the last four or five years. It seems like he's just been out on this mission. And some of it, I think, like to what you said, Dion, is the lawyer in him because he tends to get a little more political with things. He's yeah. been talking a lot about the um, athletes' rights, which I am fine with, but it's kind of, it's almost overshadowed some of his broadcast sure. points now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's the lawyer in him for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go for, with Frischella as a straight analyst. Sure.
0: All right. Next up, I believe it's me that starts. This is gonna be Fran Frischella versus Bill Raftery. This, I, you know, Frishilla, Billis Raftery are probably my top three right here. So these are some tough matchups. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the puppies organized here. Let's <laughs> go with uh, Bill Raftery. Get my feet set, and uh, I, I just enjoy listening to him. He he can do some. I think he does games for the FS. He does games for so many networks, but like, does he do maybe FS1 or CBS Sports? Yeah, he like, does the uh, Big East stuff, Big on East FS1. games, and he so does, it, he's it could be the two last Big place, 10. two last place teams in the Big East. And I and I hear him talking, and I was like, I'm just gonna listen to see what he has to say because he offers good analysis. He knows what's going on, but he also just he has that joy that you talked about with Dick Vitale but without annoying me. Yep. So I'm going Raftery here.
1: And that's the thing for me that is going to push Raftery over the top of Freshilla here is you can tell the guy loves college basketball. Yeah. He just loves it. Um, and there's nowhere else he'd rather be right then than watching that game. Yep. No matter who's playing.
0: So, Bill. Made a man. Bill Raftery. Make it the sweep. Make it the sweep. Make it the sweep. All right. Next up we're going to have Fran Fraschilla is going to take on Bill Walton.
1: From the Conference of Champions. <laughs>
0: um,
1: for Shilla and Walton, two of what I would consider to be like the ESPN second tier guys. Yeah. Because um, you think like Billis is their number one guy, right? Yeah. Yep. And for Shilla and Walton, are right in there. For Shilla doing a lot of the Big 12. Walton obviously Pac-12. Um, definitely both good in their own right. I think when I'm looking to combine knowledge and entertainment value together, I'm going to go with Bill Walton. Oh, nice. For sure.
0: So pulling i got to break a the tie. I'm pulling a D on No,
2: that, I just meant that sincerely. <laughs> okay.
1: So you're saying Dion's not sincere?
0: I, I, I do think, uh, for my money, and I know not everyone's going to agree with this, the entertainment value for Walton probably pushes him over the top. I think Fraschella offers a little bit better breakdown, especially recently this year. I, I read somewhere Bill Walton doesn't like the uh, announcing from his home thing, and he's like, you just get a better feel for the game when yep. you're there, and you can talk to the coaches, and, yep. and and he feels like he hasn't been on his game, and I feel like he's got a lot of criticism this year, and he's come out and said, oh, well, I deserve it this year. And so he, he knows it. and so But pure entertainment value, I'm going to go Bill Walton here, and I think that gives him the victory, right? right
1: on. I always laugh during a Bill Walton telecast.
0: At some point. All right. Uh, next up is Bobby and no, up. Sorry. Next up is Fran Fischella versus Dick Vitale, and leading us off is Zach Irving. Fischella. 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 All right. For uh, surela. For, for. Nice. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Next up is going to be Jay Billis versus Bill Raftery. I'm going to lead us off. And this one's tough for me because these are my these are my top two. Same. Um, I don't know, a little nickel dimer. I'm gonna go Bill Raftery here. Just the the joy. With the kiss. The kiss. <laughs> little lingerie
2: in the deck. Dude, he's so quotable. It's what I said.
0: Yeah. And I think that the, the quotability's got to. I think up that's the top what's here. gonna win this for sure, him, in yeah. my opinion. He's give so, it to He's
2: hashtag so good. Give like it I was Bill.
1: watching him the other night, and I'm like. Bill Raftery, I don't know how old he is, but he's getting up there, and I just thought about how yeah. sad it's going to be when he yeah, decides right. to retire. You just stop talking about that right now. <laughs> but Bill Raftery's Bill! my winner there.
0: Bill, baby, Bill, sweep yep. it. Sweep it. All right, next up is going to be Jay Billis and Bill Walton. And I'm up on this one. I
1: believe you are. All right, um, two guys that can be a little harsh at times. One kind of in fun. One because... He's a little more pompous. (laughs) Um, He is from Duke, right?
0: Yeah. So that that makes sense. That is his job. (laughs) It is. It is.
1: It is. As far as analyzing, Billis is the better analyzer. And I think, like, if I'm looking at the discrepancy between the analysis, Billis is a better, a lot better analyzer, I think, than Walton still. Um, And the entertainment value isn't as big of a discrepancy. So I am going to go Jay Billis here.
0: Billis. Billis for me as well. And then next up is going to be Jay Billis versus Dickie V, Dick Vital. Not even close, Billis. Same here, not close. Yep, Billis. Billis. Sorry, Dickie V. Enjoy the well, passion. love the guy. Enjoy Great guy. Yep. Right.
2: All
0: right, next up is going to be the Bills, the Battle of the Bills. Bill Raftery versus Bill Walton. We got any other raftery sayings going to go here? Go here. So lingerie onions, I think we got, yeah, we got a man to man. Um, I, I do want to tell one Bill Walton story here. Uh, I remember this, I believe, I don't remember which Utah Jazz Chicago Bulls oh, series I love this, this was. Oh, um, And I know that's NBA, but Bill Walton, like I said, did five NBA finals. Carl uh, Malone got a rebound and threw a full court pass to John Stockton, hit him in stride, he hits a layup. And Bill Walton said, "That's a pass you practice every single day." And I, at the time, this is back. I was like, "What the heck is this guy talking about? You don't get a rebound and practice a full court pass very well. You don't do that practice every day." And then later in life, I realized he was just being, Bill, being Bill being Walton. Bill Walton. So I'm still going to vote for Bill Raftery here. By the so way. So as a so. coach,
1: you started practicing that <laughs> in practice every day. The next
0: day true. in practice, I said, "All right, kids, everybody grab a rebound and check at 90 feet. <laughs> here we go. All right, Raftery." Bill Raftery
1: is 77 years old. Yeah. How often in life do you get your big break to become the lead analyst when you're like 70? Right. I mean, he was really a late bloomer. I mean, le- he was always great. Yeah,
0: he's legitimately old enough to be president now. Yeah, he was always
1: great, but he really didn't get thrust into that spotlight until over 70. But Bill Raftery. All
2: right, here's his top 10 Man to Man, a big ticker, unintelligible, squealing, ooh, big <laughs> fella. Big A nickel fe- dime, oh, big, big fella. Throw it down, throw it
1: down, Jerome. Send <laughs> it
2: in, send it in, Jerome. Or was that what it is? Yeah, yes. Onion, Jerome. And then three is onions, double order, and <laughs> get those puppies organized. And of course, laundry around the deck.
0: Bill Raftery takes that. Yeah, one he's for the him. one
1: that did the Jerome Lane call when yep. he ripped the whole back. Because he always down. says, "Send
0: it in, big fella." And send it said, in, send it in, Jerome. Is that we right done here? Oh Dave? yeah. All okay. right, so then we got Bill Raftery versus Dick Vital. Anybody voting Vital? No. All right, so Bill takes that one. And the last matchup is going to be Bill Walton versus Dick Vital. I vote Bill Walton. Bill Walton.
1: Walton. Then
2: that.
0: All right, time to do some calculation. Wow! Some wow! Cal- it kept calculating. It
1: moving. Um, let's talk local local broadcasters. Local, love it. Can now, there's me. one that I haven't really heard, but I I am familiar with him. Through WHO. Michael Admire does the Drake games. Okay. I haven't really listened to him. We'll throw in Gary Dolphin. Okay. And is Iowa State tilt still John Walter? Yeah. For basketball? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, you know, there's another one that does a lot of games on, like, CBS Sports HQ. A local guy, Chris Hassel. Yeah. Who worked at WHO for a long time. What are your thoughts on some of those guys? Irv, I think they're all heard or not heard. I think
2: they're all pretty good. Um, I I cannot even remotely tell you how biased I am on this though, because (laughs) like I, John Walters, I just think for me does it. Like, and it is just an incredible bias for the Cyclones. I'm not even going to try and remotely tell you right now that he's better than any of those guys, but for me. That's why I want to listen to, and that's why I get pumped up hearing because I associate with cyclones.
1: See, and I I'm a, obviously biased on the other side, but I'm not a huge, huge Gary Dolphin fan. Sure, I think he's fine. I have nothing against Gary Dolphin, but sometimes it's kind of it kind so of. Then, you've been doing it a long time, and it kind of becomes. So then, since
2: you're a little more middle of the road on this, who would you pick then from those? You know, I would probably pick Chris Hassel.
1: Okay, I've yeah. listened to some of his get his games, and I I. Like what he does,
0: I'd, I'd pick John Walter, and I know he sometimes does uh, women's games as well. So, sure. Yeah. All right, standings here. In seventh place was Bobby Knight. Robert. Robert Montgomery. The general. The general. Sixth place, Dickie V. Dick Vital. Fifth place, Bill Walton. Fourth place, Clark Kellogg. Third place, Fran Fischella. I think that's a mild upset. Yeah. Second place, Jay Billis. and first place. Bill Rafter. This is exactly this...
2: my list figured, except for originally Kellogg above Fran, but I switched them once we started voting.
1: I, I going into this, I knew where this was headed. Well, I, yeah, Bill I could have predicted. Bill. This. Watching enough basketball with you guys over the I years, did. yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I didn't know where Bobby Knight and Dick Vitale would finish against each other, and I didn't know how much Bill Walton annoyed you guys or if you but liked I him know. I liked Bill Walton I liked Bill Walton. So,
2: good but All right, I good. wasn't going to put him above those
0: top two oh, or three for, for, for sure not so that's our final rankings alright so thank you for joining us for another episode of the That's a Good Point remember you can always get a hold of us via Twitter at That's a Good Point one point do you want to do a pointer of the week real quick uh, pointer of the week I've got some do you guys have any
1: pointer of the weeks
0: I, I don't I forgot to bring my list yeah oh
1: well, I have got some feedback from one Darren Williams. Yeah, he's been out. I would
2: say this. He would be my pick this week because he right. has he has quoted back at us on Twitter. Oh, so. he has. Yes. See, I don't see the I Twitter. See feedback yeah, yeah the he's he's commented on Twitter. He's the only one over the Little Debbie's one. So then on. he's getting pointer the week I think no he's now. Pointer the week. Point of the what week. did he
1: think about the Little Debbie's?
2: Uh, hold on. So I I he he had his whole list on there and um. I appreciated it. You know, He just he gave it some general
0: can, thought here. Can I say real quick? Our social media manager needs to let us know about this stuff, John. Yeah, uh, don't I, know know that, I know that guy. Know it. That guy's a <laughs> failure, I know. <laughs> if you would like to
1: apply, please send your resume. To okay, Ed's Darren 8. Williams, 1. my
2: order, Swiss cake rolls, zebra cakes, honey bun, cosmic brownie, John is right, fudge brownie with nuts is better, oatmeal cream pies, always the leftover in the lunchbox, star crunch. As a fat kid, I feel like I should be an expert judge in this one. <laughs> Swiss cake rolls frozen! Yes.
0: <laughs> Darren <laughs> he gave you his ratings.
2: Yeah. yeah de- Darren, definitely point
0: of the week. Darren, congratulations Yeah, on your point of the, of the week. week. Shirts right. in the mail. All
2: right. I will do a better job of letting you guys know. <laughs> I apologize.
0: All right. Uh, thank you for listening, and until next time... Barrel. Adios. Hey, We don't have to play the music since it's you guys (laughs) holding.